Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more, all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, The Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code P-O-D for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com forward slash pod dot list. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. Is it WB for hiding, clearly hiding numbers? Mm-hmm. Or is it yeah. HBO Max with context, a brand new streaming service mm-hmm. that wants to be the best streaming service yeah. that in fact has a way to keep numbers and track numbers? Mm-hmm. You may fire when ready. podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How y'all feeling? My jams are bumping today. Loving this club. One of the best Usher songs of all time. Not the best. I didn't wake up and choose violence today. It's just one of the best. Um, We're so happy you all are joining us. Welcome to season two, episode 13, Podcast in Black, which is a take on Men in Black. Um, My name is Doug Wagner. I am one of the co-hosts of Films in Black and White. But in order to do this right, I need to invite someone else into this club for this podcast episode. And I'm going to invite one Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? Um, you know what? I'm feeling great to be here. Thank you for inviting me inside the club. Uh, it is nice to be here, and it's great to be chatting with you all. That's We are so happy you're Yo, here, Brian. Imagine Brian walking in, talking like that at a club. Thank you for inviting me inside the club. <laughs> it's nice to be here. I'll have a seltzer, please. Thank you. <laughs> have a nice apple seltzer. Yeah, that's beer. That's- craft beer sir oh okay yes ipas only in his beer. he'd like a real hazy ipa before he he gets going in the club um well brian we're so happy you're here in order though we need to make sure our other co-host is welcome into this club as well because i'm sticking with that i'm not giving up on it and i am going to invite one marcus j destin marcus how you feeling i am here i am mellow y'all you know i mean last episode i came off a little bit aggressive But I don't apologize for my passion. You know what I mean? That's fine. I'm just here. I'm mellow today. I'm mellow today. Okay? That's fine. I'm mellow. I'm mellow That's today. fine. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, hopefully, we don't have an argument with deep realizations <laughs> no. on the podcast this week. I'm no, not this week. Not, not this to week. discover anything personal about myself on this week's episode. <laughs> is Doug, what I'm genuinely going for. How are you? Um, I am doing quite well. Um, it is 80 degrees in South Dakota today. So I went out and had a intramural softball game today, um, which we won, which I was very excited about. So I'm feeling good. I got my vitamin D today and I'm just, I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling right where we're, right where I'm supposed to be. So that sounds good. That sounds good. I hopped on the call and Doug was eating mangoes and a beer. 
I was having mangoes and a beer, and then my wife came in and criticized me for out it. of a can. Wow. Mangoes out of a can. Oh. I looked like I looked like a uh, an old man. Is what underneath, underneath a bridge. I Which mean, why are you getting a bowl or a plate anyway? That's just slowing the whole process down. And I'm going to have to clean it later. Yeah. Well, your stomach is going to be fucked combining wheat with <laughs> mangoes. That, that's, not, that's not it. I'll be fine. I yeah, feel okay. confident in my choices. Yeah, right. um, well, gentlemen, we have a new leader atop the Catch That Quotable leader. Can you announce yourself as And leader? I that's just so did. I just wow. did. It is wow. yours truly. I am sitting on the top of this particular leaderboard this week. Jesus. And I am thrilled to say that i would like marcus mm-hmm. to go first this week wow uh, so wow. marcus all right at your leisure sir give <laughs> yes. us your quote for this week's catch that quotable okay here we go all right i'm gonna be right into it I ain't even gonna talk shit i'm just hop right into it mm-hmm. i'm not afraid of death i'm an old physicist i'm afraid of time Ooh. once again i'm not afraid of death I'm an old physicist. I'm afraid of time. Interesting. Oh, man. So this feels like... You remember that Benedict Cumberbatch movie where he was the... You know, where he was trying to crack the code for World War II? That was a movie he was Oh, in. what was the name of that? Yep. All right. Just told me that that's not the movie yeah, we're talking about today. <laughs> what, what was the name of that? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really I mean that's what I'm feeling. Brian feels like he's really on the hunt for something though. I, well, I'm thinking of time travel movies now, and I went mm. and then but then I reeled it back in because it just it felt too grounded because mm. like for a time travel movie, like it actually feels like oh this is like kind of serious and not like a wacky doodle. We're going back in time, so that's where I'm at. I know very helpful, Doug. Uh, <laughs> um, Marcus, let's slam that hint button. All right, you're um. Your hint is going to be time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Using a word to define a word. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah. Here's my guess. I'm sticking yeah. with my initial thought and my initial gut, which is, Marcus, is this the imitation game? It is not. Is that the name of the movie? That's the name of the movie. And, okay. and no. Benedict Cumberbatch plays Alan Turing. Um, yeah, that's anyway. what that's yeah. why. I, okay, yes, I, I remember the yeah. name. No, right. it is not. All right, Brian, what do you got? Is this, uh, I don't know, is this the movie Next? Oh, with Nick Nicholas Cage. Yeah, no, it is not. Okay, they <laughs> guess though for <laughs> you. Not, it is not. That was a good, that's a good, that's it, a good guess. Bad wig in that movie. Kind of. Bad wig in that movie. Yeah, yeah um, this is the movie Interstellar. Oh, man. Yes, good it guess. is the movie Interstellar. So. Full I've only seen that movie I still once have and not I love seen it. that movie. You you haven't seen Interstellar? I have not seen Interstellar. I feel like if you're oh. if you're into time replacement, <laughs> if you would like to replace the time you spent on Tenet, go watch Interstellar. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's also, fair. Yeah. while I'm here, I am going to say everybody's watching Tenet now, and they are all saying that was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, forwards or backwards, it's a waste of it time. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Fucking yeah. terrible. I could not agree more. That's. I'll have to watch that. That's you a, heard it here first. Tim yeah. is terrible. Yeah. All right, Brian. What do you got for us, quote wise? All right, get excited. Ooh, very excited. Okay. Excited. I like the energy. Oh, okay. Give me one second. I am so sorry. I want you to get excited, and then, I'm still excited. of course it. Uh, oh, my page refreshed on That's IMDb. Okay, I got you. So <laughs> I appreciate everybody's patience here. Here we go. 
Oh, oh no, I got it now. Oh, look okay. at that. Oh, okay. See, I, I just this is what it means you. to have a good team right here. Yeah, they you anticipate know what? your maneuvers. We know, we know the vibes. That's right. I love it. That's right. All right, I Brian. I love it. All right. Don't let yourself get attached to anything. You are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. Jesus. Oh, one more that, time for everybody playing. Don't let yourself get attached to anything. You are not willing to walk out in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. Hmm. All of a sudden, this movie makes me want to do a line of cocaine. This is this is a movie. This is a robbery movie. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, That's all you get? I just, <laughs> I feel like I know it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you know it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. That line is very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to hear the hint because I could either go on the, on the right path or I'm completely dead ass wrong. And I feel like I'm completely dead ass I'm going to wait for the hint, but I feel like I have my guests in the chamber okay. ready to fire off. But Brian, All I right. want to hear the hint. The hint is... Oh, gosh. Hang on a second. I want to make sure I say this right. Um, mm. Shoot. Uh, the the hint is wind turbine. What the fuck? Okay, I'm gonna guess what I wanted to guess, but your okay. hint is not helpful. I just okay. want you to understand. Let's find out. Okay, Brian, is this the movie Heat? It is. Yeah! Congratulations! Wow. The finale takes place. Your in guess a bunch not, of your, weird your wind turbines in the nineties. Your hint did not help me. But I, well, I knew because I was doing research for I was going to use I, either that same quote or a different one for a different time we were playing. And I remember I, reading it. It just took me a little while. Damn. OK. So that's wow. one of my favorite Al Pacino yeah. lines of all time in it where he goes, I heard she's got a huge ass and oh, you got yeah. your head all the way up it. One of my oh. favorite Al Pacino lines of all the time. Back when I watched cable and they would do like list countdowns, I feel like I always turned it on when it was counting down of like best movie lines or whatever. It was always Mm. Al Pacino saying that line. And of course, my parents were in the other room like, what are you watching? What are you watching? (laughs) Nothing. Cable. Relax. (laughs) It's just Al Pacino. It's just Al Pacino. Yeah. Well, good movie, Brian. That's a good good movie. movie. That was a good movie. They've got a lot of people in that, too. It's um, Frank Azaria. Al Pacino isn't... um, isn't uh oh i'm not gonna remember his name anyway oh move on. there are a lot okay. of people okay well, that's embarrassing welcome to films i'm sorry not brad Pitt, Pitt, val kilmer i apologize that's it val kilmer that's oh, it val, is val kilmer, kilmer and john voight tom sizemore i mean ashley yeah, judd like on. folks it's 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 a great one natalie portman's in this okay all right there hey. you go Welcome to Films of Black and White, where we know nothing about movies, but that's in the subject line of the movie. To to my credit, she's like 13th or 14th build here on IMDb. Like I had to do two scrolls, if you know what that means. I mean, all right, yeah. I do. I understand. All right, y'all ready for me? Mm, I mean, Always. Okay, here we go. Listen up, maggots. You're not mm. special. You're not a you're not a beautiful or unique so- snowflake. You are the same decaying organic matter as everything else. Mm, interesting again listen up maggots you are not special you are not a beautiful or unique snowflake you are the same decaying organic matter as everything else i have a guess ah uh, no that's not it i part of me feels like this is a war movie and this feels like a drill sergeant line a little bit but it also like feels comedic, very obvious i feel like it's a comedic take on a on a drill sergeant 
Okay. It's a unique little snowflake could also be making fun of them. My right. first guess was um, toy soldiers. But that oh, yeah. Right. yeah okay. All right. Interesting. What's the hint, Doug? Yeah, slam and Your slam hint, the hint is soap. D- I buzz in. Oh, yes. shit. Uh, is this Fight Club? This is Fight Club, Brian. Wow. <laughs> Brian over here buzzing in. Wow. Like it's like it's Jeopardy. Clearly, Black History Year is over. <laughs> um, I have been defeated. I have let my people down. Oh, I am so sorry. Not for lack of trying, though. No, no. I'm so sorry, y'all. No, I'm so sorry. I let you. No, no, no. Everybody has an off week. I had like six of them, so I mean, it's fine. I like the energy that Brian buzzed in with, though. You buzzed in, in. like (laughs) just like super. Yeah, you all are not prepared for that. I was kind of surprised. No, uh -uh. No, I've never. I don't think we've ever been so formal as to need a buzz in process. uh -uh. That was. I mean, I wanted to give Marcus a chance here. Like, I didn't want to like step on his toes. Oh, for sure. I would have fucked it up. It's okay. All right. Well, that was a great round of catch that quotable. Sure. I was it's I again, I am pleased to remain on top of the leaderboard and, and I'm happy to do this again next week. So, uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do it again. Gentlemen, it is a news week for us. Oh, uh, we did not have a, a movie this past week. Um, so we just have a round table on news and I want to start with Marcus. Um, Marcus, do what do you have for news this week? Well, I think so. We had some interesting snoozes um, that came out a little bit a couple hours ago, actually. So Adam Wingard, who's the director for um, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mm. is actually making another big move um, moving forward. He is being tasked as the filmmaker for Thundercats. Um, an adaption oh. on the beloved cartoon that a lot of us grew up on. Um, if you hmm. don't know the cats, then wow, you must be young because that's the iconic line. Lionel <laughs> throws a sword up in the air and he says, thunder, thunder. Thundercats. Oh, so anyway, um, so they're tasking um, him to make an adaption of the adventure cartoon. So um, what what basically is being said that they're going to use the animated series as a jumping off point, but we'll deal with the characters in a way unique to the movie. Um, And apparently it's not just finding the best filmmaker. They found somebody whose lifelong passion is. um, Wow this movie and so he's really excited about making it wingard he said it's been a lifelong dream project for him so you know i think it's always good that you get directors who are passionate about the Mm -hmm. projects that they're making like i.e Zack snyder and whatever insert whatever else um whoever else because they they want to do it justice and they want to do it the right way and i think it's good to also have um hopefully a a a production company that believes in you in this process too as Mm -hmm. well so oh for sure for sure yeah i didn't Thundercats was never something that I got into. I think as oh, I was okay. growing up, Transformers was always my jam. Um, and so I drank that up pretty hard as far <laughs> as, as cartoon Kool-Aid is concerned. Um, but I know that the fan base is really, really loyal and it's managed to stay relevant. I think this whole time, especially through things like, like through family guy and like through mm-hmm. robot chicken and other stuff, like there's always these references right. to it. So I think it's mm-hmm. still having a pretty big impact. So I'm excited to see what they do. I have one concern about mm. this movie. What's though. that? What is that? My concern is, is that the CGI <laughs> is going to be uncanny, uncanny Valley esque. Like okay. they're going to look like super real and they're going to look but you're gonna, your brain's gonna tell them that you're tell, t- basically tell you that it's fake. But they're gonna look super real, so I feel like it's gonna be tough to relate. I as could be long wrong. as it doesn't turn out like the movie Cats 
or like the, or 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 like uh what was the other movie with some bad cgi anyway these the cats was good enough as long as you that don't do that shit um i think you'll be perfectly fine here's why i have faith in them there's a lot of good reviews that are coming out about godzilla and kong mm-hmm. um like mm-hmm. you know a lot of solid good reviews and i feel like if you get the cgi right on that one He's gonna more than likely yeah. find a way to like translate that over to this film. So that's where I'm getting giving him a little bit of leeway. I'll watch Godzilla for myself, but that's where I'm kind of giving him a little bit of a longer leash because I feel like this is a harder movie to uh to try to execute, though. I mean Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah completely agree. Brian? Yeah, I think so. A lot of the feedback that's coming out right now for Godzilla Kong is that the CG, the CGI looks great. Everything with the visuals, it it's going to nail. And so I think that's great. And I feel like Thundercats is one of those just really visually intensive shows that you have to get that right. So I think if you're looking for a guy to do it, someone who enjoys the source material, like that's also important. We've seen oh, what happens sure. when people are like, what's what's the, what's an incredible Hulk? Um, like you see what happens with some of that. Um, and so it's good to have somebody passionate about it. And I also feel like, I feel like for me, for people that listen, I, I pretty much I'll watch anything. And this is something I would gladly watch, but I agree, Doug. I do feel like there's this really tough balance to get new people into this of like, okay, how do we make them look like cat people, Mm -hmm. but they're not weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you bridge that gap. And I think there's going to be a lot of creativity there. And I think they'll, I think they'll get there, but that would be like, my biggest question is like, how are you bringing in new people? Cause like, right. They're going to want to get the kids to see this, Mm -hmm. but they're also aiming at the people who watch the like people Mm -hmm. like us who like are aware of the show and understand what Thundercats are. Um, So I'm curious to see how they do that. I and remember, we like got... sexy cat portion. Like that's true. I, like that's yeah. gonna be weird for me too. Like I don't know mm. if I want to see you cast Angelina Jolie because she's beautiful, but do I want to see a sexy cat? I don't think I want to see a sexy cat. <laughs> that definitely makes some conflict. That's there's some conflicting issues with that. Yeah, because do, sure. do I want to fuck it? Is that a problem? Well, or, no. fight oh. <laughs> or fight it? Or fight it? Because it's a fight it. Person. That's a grown I, cat person. Um, a turn. <laughs> it did, and we're here for it, and that's fine. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is remember Cheetah. In Wonder Woman 1984, like I feel like they could only show her when it was like dark outside. I mean, like you got that like book, right? right. They only showed her when she was dark, when it was like dark outside, and you never really got a full glimpse at her. So I'm also yeah. Don't do that. Don't Don't do that. Don't do that. Anything but that. Don't do that. Be bad news across the board. Bad kitty. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um, could have just, just kept rolling, but you I could have, but I, I I couldn't though. That's like fine. I couldn't That's though. Fine. Um, Brian, what do you have for your first Hello. piece of news? Hi everybody, it's Brian Roush, and I'm back on the numbers beat talking about oh, yeah. how many streams got stuff. Now that we don't have a box office, so I, uh, <laughs> I we here at Films in Black and White, we are paving a way to understand. How is something successful? Yes mm-hmm. or no? The answer is usually we have no idea because there's no base metric for any of this. We've never done this before. Um, but we're Get gonna ass, help Brian. you out. So we're blazing that trail, Brian. Good. We are. We're we're blazing that trail, and we're and and we're gonna call it out because this, this article I'm gonna talk about it doesn't make any sense. 
Um, and we'll we'll start there. So should I get a calculator app? Before, calculator yeah, get your calculator before? app out if you want to okay. follow along right. at home. Uh, maybe get a TI eighty three if you really want to like get some graphing going. PTSD. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I became case. a communications major to run away from numbers. <laughs> I understand. So, uh, so deadline reported some numbers regarding how many people watched the Snyder cut. And they also nestled in some Falcon and winter soldier stuff. So this is just going to be a, the, the streaming debut box office is what I'll call it here. Uh, so essentially Samba TV was the main metric that most of the reporting outlets, uh, were reporting on. And if you don't know Samba TV, that's okay. Uh, they're they're a polls company and they gather all the data in conjunction with the various companies so hbo disney what have you so they reported out that there were 1.8 million hbo max households that watched the first five minutes of the Zack snyder justice league from march 18th to 21st so that that's what the fuck does that mean i don't know i don't know so let me go back at least five minutes not the first five minutes so basically just at least five minutes just five minutes so literally this isn't like a traditional box office where it's like you bought a ticket and then you you go into the theater to watch your movie no no no. this is like super duper cherry-picked information of like hbo max households Oh, okay. We don't know what a household is. That could be like the main account. I don't really know. Um, and it's only for three days. And um, yeah, it, 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 at least five minutes. So it's very unclear what this of picture- Of a four hour movie. It, it, of a four hour movie, yes. Uh, they gave a bunch of other data and about, so I'm reading this from Deadline. And so in the third or fourth paragraph, some, it, it, Deadline says- by the way, Samba TV polls is just talking about terrestrial smart TVs. Huh? If you don't what? know what that means, that's okay. Uh, I had to look it up. So what they're talking about is like somebody watched this on their smart TV, not necessarily on a laptop or the phone or anything like that. And it, it, it's okay that you don't know. I, I Like I had to look it up <laughs> of like, what exactly is a terrestrial a terrestrial smart, smart TV TV. Um, I, I also did some Googling on this, uh, but essentially like this is from the apps on the TV. So if you have like a fire stick, if you're watching this on your Xbox, if you're watching this on count. your PlayStation, it's not gathering that data either. Okay. So basically my news item here is we don't really <laughs> know how many people watched the Snyder Cut? We don't exactly understand how many people finished it, and this is only for three days. So these uh, numbers could okay. have kept going up the entire time. And if you remember our Wonder Woman episode back in December, they released how many minutes people watched. So like, there's very clearly a shell game going on, and it's oh, finding it very absolutely. difficult to figure out exactly how popular a thing was. Um, the, the last thing I know I've been talking a lot, but the last thing I'll end with here is, uh, so Disney released a statement saying that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had the most viewed weekend premiere ever. And then like in tiny words on Disney plus. So like basically that ah. weekend Snyder cut took the crown according to these stats. Um, there were no caveats by the way, for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. None of this watched five minutes. None of this they like, just watched holds. It. They just, it was the most viewed weekend premiere and you have to take their word for it. Um, Jeepers, so mister. 
Yeah, so they said 1.7 million households uh, with Falcon and Winter Soldier versus 1.8 for Snyder Cut. So, I mean, like, people were engaged with this content over that weekend. Um, That's my news. It's confusing, and I don't know how to make any sense of this. That's all. I'm going to let Marcus go, but I do do want to offer just really quickly that five minutes of a movie that is 240 minutes long is 2.1% of the movie. So they are counting people who watched 2% of that movie. That's like saying, hey, you started installing new software on your computer and at 2% you closed it and said, we did it, y'all. It's installed. Like It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Marcus? (laughs) I wish y'all could see Marcus's face. You can sign up for the Patreon. There you go. Who the fuck do I need to fire off at first? <laughs> because is it WB for hiding, clearly hiding numbers? Mm-hmm. Or is it yeah. HBO Max with context, a brand new streaming service mm-hmm. that wants to be the best streaming service yeah. that in fact has a way to keep numbers and track numbers? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yep. You stick with me. Okay. So do I fire off at WB? for clearly hiding numbers and trying to suppress numbers because they don't want to give a sequel and prove that they fucked up and that people will watch a four hour movie? Or do I fire off at of HBO Max because you invested in this but won't let people know the numbers? You want to know that you have them. Brian, in the deadline article, does it say who reported them? Was it WB reporting the numbers or was it HBO This was Max Samba TV working in conjunction with WB HBO Max. So then that's, I mean, so, so it's I don't both. Know. So it's both. They're working. I think they're really, to be together. honest with you, with the partnership that they have established with how things release and everything like that, I think you got to blame. I think they're both equally as culpable, to be honest with you. <laughs> Which is, okay, so then that's a bigger problem. Why, when, when when Wonder Woman came out, not only did we get the streaming numbers the next day, mm-hmm. we got the announcement of the next movie the next day. Oh, right. for sure. So you're telling me this movie that you basically was like, just do whatever the fuck you want to, it's probably going to just flop or nobody's going to watch it. There's There, there literally was not, I'm not going to say not wasn't one bad review, but the majority review was people enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. One million tweets saying restore the Snyderverse. Yeah. You don't have a single number, but you gave the green light for Wonder Woman <laughs> 3 after a bad CGI <laughs> pussycat in the fourth quarter of that film. Mm-hmm. Is everybody is everybody here with me? No, yeah. I'm with you, oh, man. I'm, well, I feel and you. Wonder Woman, just for just to like put a benchmark on it, Wonder Woman had 2.2 people, 2.2 households, 2.2 million households watching Wonder Woman. Sorry, I had to get this right because they have such specific numbers. But did they, and again, I, I have questions about the Wonder Woman numbers. Right. Did they say that's 2.2 of terrestrial TVs? <laughs> Whatever the TV I can't find, I would need to dig for that data. I don't okay. know. You, I'm, I'm not going to put but, you on the spot. No, you're fine. You get the first five minutes of a film but you can't tell me how many households stream this movie because right. i can't imagine a four-hour movie being streamed by more than a group of three or four like this is one. this movie seemed more like a one-on-one if i'm going by my assumption it's a four-hour movie so right. if you watched it you really pretty much watched it by yourself because it's not like a grouping watching so why can't i get a household a i don't think it'd be weird it just would be it'd be interesting for four hours sitting with the same group Mm-hmm. I don't 
Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, Brian and the, found something. I the did. other thing, yeah. I, Go ahead, just Brian. to clarify, so it was they measured um, December 25th through the 27th. So this was the same three day period. 2.2 million households on terrestrial smart TVs as well. So they um, they only give a shit about your smart TV, right? Because I watched Wonder Woman 1984 on a computer, which means it didn't count. I watched it on an Amazon Fire Stick. And I watched it on my granddad's um, jailbroken fire stick. But that's the thing. So that's yeah. my question. So this is the thing. This is the thing that, I, yeah. that blows my goddamn mind is it's you're going to report only to Westreal TV. So a couple things. First off, not everybody has. I mean, smart TVs are pretty common, mm-hmm. but not all of them are built well, in with HBO Max. And mm-hmm. some of those a, apps are really bad. Yes. And like, some of them also are very bad. <laughs> I'd say it would be. Is that I wonder if that's something uh we'd have we someone you lying and conniving motherfuckers. I know y'all got that number. I know you I have it. There's I no way to. that you don't have it for your for your sakes at least. Because when if Zach walks into that office and he asks about what the numbers look like, do you give him a fake number? You paid him 70 million dollars. <laughs> right. That's an incredible and that's I, the other thing. This is a 70 million dollar, like we don't care. So why, what do you have to lose? You already lost $70 million. What else do you want to lose in misreporting numbers? And if I spend $70 million on something, I want to know how it did. And if you don't have a system, develop a system. Why wouldn't you create one? Well, I, I, and I think this is this weird Wild West territory that we have with these streamers now is that Netflix used to be the only one that had to have their feet at the Mm -hmm. fire. Um, And if you look at like how they release their bird box data, same way, same cherry picked information of like, well, we had this many people start the movie, and Stupid. you're like, how? But how many people like watched it? Watched it, and they're like, look at these memes, you know. So, I just, I also feel like we're. It, I think it's hard because all these are private companies, right? There's nobody right, insisting. There, there's nobody asking for any of these authentic stats, and then the companies can make whatever narrative that they want right. to suit whatever need they have and i think for this they can say oh zach snyder's justice league it was a hit but you know it wasn't as popular as wonder woman and then and they can say that and move on and uh you know they're going by samba tv and you know maybe that's that's the best way they can do it right now but i also feel like this is a good point for our listeners like this is like really where you gotta like hit that critical thinking of just like i don't understand like if you're you're missing this huge segment of the population especially for us in this podcast we're not Mm -hmm. watching on smart tvs we're we're watching through fire sticks or laptops or phones like you're missing a ton of that and here's the other thing that that blows my mind with this is how at&t who owns Time Warner Media, they own HBO Max and they own AT&T. How they are not losing their goddamn mind over you're not going to tell me how many people (laughs) who are AT&T subscribers who get HBO Max for free are using something they get for free. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. That's the chief among them, how they market Yep, you should go with us. You get eight, you get HBO Max. Yep, free. Go with us. Like that's why we're we're better than Verizon. Mm -hmm. You can't even use reliable data. Like you're basically saying like, go with us. You can watch shit on HBO max. Trust us. Most of it's good. Like you can't let you, you can't, you can't do any of that. Like that blows my mind. Well, and I think, I know we we are talking about this quite a bit, but I, I think it's important that we at least give this the time it deserves from all the different angles because for sure. 
this is going to determine what movies get made in the future. And for us not seeing that data, whether it's commentators or just people or critics, I I think that is something that we don't fully know what the impact of that is going to be in like six or seven months, because now we're going to be measuring like the first five minutes or like, is are you going to try to make movies then where it's like we just need people to watch five minutes of it like is that the metric instead of we just need someone to buy a ticket even like did people open the app is that what you're driving success or like that's i think the thing that i don't i can't see in it 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 bothers me (laughs) to be fair fair, and i'll let one quick thing marcus and i'll let you go one thing that i think is to if i'm going to be fair to um samba tv and if i'm going to be fair to warner and others i used to work at a movie theater when somebody buys a ticket if they stay for 30 minutes of that movie they hate it and they walk out we don't issue a refund they bought a ticket they still count like when you're Hmm. counting box office yes so Hmm. true that's just a real quick of like that five minutes thing that doesn't bother me as much that's that that bothers me less than the like you can't tell me how many people opened your app and then what they spent their time on their app doing <laughs> like that to me from an it. it perspective pisses Sorry? me off more because here's the thing if they opened your app in theory you could say they opened their app and then their app stay open for four hours that's how you would figure out how many people oh my got gosh. it i figured this out for you <sighs> fucking pay me like i figured this out for you how many people opened your app and then the app stayed open for four hours and three minutes that's how many people watch the Snyder Cut. Either that or they were binge watching Sesame Street. And well, in that case, check on them because they're they're hurting. <laughs> I, I have one more. I have an end cap after after Marcus. I know Marcus wants to get in here. No, I think it's funny watching Sesame Street for four hours because um, <laughs> you're clearly on some type of LSD or something like that. So uh, Bloomberg put out this report. So for the week ended March 28th, downloads for the HBO Max app rose 64 percent for the top increase. Um, and it showed HBO Max app sessions one. Oh my God, what is that? One thousand one hundred? No, one hundred and nineteen point one million, and one point four eight million downloads, and that's a sixty four percent increase for HBO Max, and it is at the top, <laughs> above AT AT and T TV, Showtime, Roku, and Disney Plus, and Netflix is next. Yeah. Oh, weird. Uh, it's like I, I they mean, came, they downloaded it so they could watch. I don't know, Snyder Sesame Cut, Street. Well, and just going by Mark, the report that Marcus just cited, one point four eight million is like you're like, and HBO is saying, well, one point seven households watch it, but you at least had one point four million people download it that weekend. Just, I just so happened by coincidence when the Snyder Cut was <laughs> dropping. And there's like, nothing else on there. Was anybody downloading an app for? It's, I mean, like, obviously correlation oh. isn't causation, but, like, something's yeah. going on and you're not telling the whole story. I am like, not a statistician, but this bastards. smells like bullshit. Like, <laughs> like I am not a statistician, <laughs> but this reeks of just bullshit. So, all right. Anyway, that's my news. Shout out to I Ryan, appreciate you Ryan all Roush. talking streaming numbers with me. Brian Roush, thanks for recording Roush, in on the, the numbers. numbers Museum to give us the <laughs> latest... <laughs> This is Ryan Roush reporting from Numbers Mess. Back to you, Doug. <laughs> Numbers Mess Numbers 2021. Mess. Um, Jesus. Great. Well, I'm going to have us pivot just a hair. Um, and actually going to kind of stick with this DC vibe for a little bit. Because okay. last week, um, James Gunn dropped his official mm-hmm. Red mm-hmm. Band trailer mm-hmm. for The Suicide Squad. Sure did. Um, 
I thought it was a very, I mean, go out. You can, you can see it on YouTube. You can see it elsewhere. We'll post it on all of our social pages, a link to it as well. Um, but this was a legit trailer. And so gentlemen, I'm just kind of curious before I go into some of the more in like announcements of it, after having watched the trailer, what did you all think of James Gunn's the suicide squad? Marcus, take it away. Oh shit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> It feels very James Gunny. Yes. Um, yeah. He, I've, I've said it here before. He knows how to do a group team mm-hmm. family movie. He knows how to, he knows how to execute multiple characters at once. Yep. Um, it feels completely different from the Air version of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still feels goofy, and it still feels very comic booky. Don't know how to really explain it, but like it feels it's it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy. It feels like whatever James yes. Gunn puts his hands on, this is exactly what it feels like. I think it was if I'm judging the trailer, eight out of ten because I still don't know what the fuck is going on. I know <laughs> sure. that it's like Suicide Squad, and I know that these are characters that I like. Um, the intro really had me intrigued, and you get mm-hmm. this Harley Quinn, and you get to see um, Sylvester Stallone as um, King Shark. That's who that is. That's, yes, that's oh Sylvester. Sylvester. That was going to be yeah. the next thing I was going to pivot to after yeah. first reactions was uh, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> has agreed to do the vo- did the voice <laughs> for King Shark, which yep. is insane to me. Um, first of all very funny to me mm-hmm. but yeah no i completely agree with you marcus brian yeah. thoughts on the trailer i i enjoyed it like just to put it out there i also enjoyed the first suicide squad trailer so take this for what you will but sure, i think I the the thing that i took away from it was that it seemed far more centered on the group dynamic mm-hmm. than harley quinn and and mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. i think that I feel like these types of stories excel when you do include everybody and yeah. Harley Quinn's a great character. And I, I think she's fantastic. And I think that a lot of the advertising for the last movie was like, did you know Harley Quinn's in this movie? Did and you know she, she wasn't sexy sometimes. Oh yeah. Like her. Oh my gosh. If you, and that's <laughs> I'll just take a, a moment here. Like on like, that's not like, I'm not airing my kink for everybody to hear. I'm just trying to say like, that it did seem that they really leaned into and almost hypersexualized oh, her as a character to say, "Come see this movie." She has a, mo- a shirt that says "Daddy's Little Monster." I, no, and I I don't disagree, day. and I think that it's it's if you're interested in like the female gaze and the male gaze, like the male gaze is the first Suicide Squad and how that was marketed, mm-hmm. and then you look at like Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey, and that is what a female gaze does. So we're talking mm-hmm. about who is creating that art and with what mindset for sure. And I feel like those are a good compare contrast. And so I feel like with this movie, it's like Harley Quinn's here, but she's not like, she's not here to be like looked at. She's very clearly doing stuff mm-hmm. and she's part of a team. And I, I think that's great. I also, I don't know a lot about Bloodsport, uh, who Idris Elba no. is playing. I, I don't, I, don't I do not know who that is. So that was, I was also trying to figure that out. Um, I, it did everything it needed to do for me. Uh, and I just, I also, <laughs> I, I don't know. I also think it's funny that like for the second time in like three months, DC is like, Hey, okay. Remember this first thing we did? Okay. It wasn't okay. We get it. We're, we're going to do it again. We're going to get a redo. So this is like the second redo trailer uh, yeah. we've seen we in like two up. months. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's working. Like you can't make fun of it because it, they've seen success with it. That's so true. it's just it's bizarre to me. And this is this is how we do stuff now. 
Hey, everybody, we're going to take a mulligan. Um, <laughs> just real quick, mulligan. Jesus. And a mulligan for that one. So, I, yeah, do we all get two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do like yeah. the tagline. I, I like the yeah. tagline that's being used on the posters of uh, don't get too comfortable or or don't yeah. get to something. Attached, don't I think it's don't get too attached. Yeah, I think it's don't get too attached. And James Gunn made a promise that, and and in that first initial teaser trailer, that anybody can die. Essentially, yeah. anybody oh, yeah. can die. Yeah. And they've already got spinoffs for John Cena already for his mm-hmm. peacekeeper. Yes. And, you know, I, I, the only thing I do wonder is when is Margot Robbie going to be like, hey, that's very true. That's enough yeah. of that. Because right. um, I, I, I do think they lean on her very heavily and they're already teasing a Joker and Harley Quinn movie again Jesus. from D.C. So I do wonder how long will she do this role? But um, yeah. the, what did you think of the trailer? I really liked it. Um, there are a couple of things that I really liked. I think. One of the things that I really liked is I really like to see a James Gunn movie. Um, uh, st- stick with me. This isn't me taking a shot. This is, I was really excited to see a DC movie, a James Gunn movie that was de disney because this okay. is James Gunn's sense of humor, yes. but not for a Disney property, which I yes. think means that he was able to put in some jokes and he's, is, I mean, there's no way this doesn't get an R- this is an R-rated movie. It has to be. I mean, 100%. there are a couple lines. The one, there are two things that tell me that. One, King Shark ripping a grown man in half. <laughs> yeah, in well, yeah that'll, in the background. that'll do it. That was, that was awesome. Like, I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. My, uh, my, I'm increasingly becoming more interested in him as a character just because of how many different versions of him we've Ah, seen because i watched the harley quinn tv show where he's voiced by ron funchess who's a stand-up comic Mm -hmm. i've seen i've seen this one i'm really curious i kind of want to dive into the comic book version of him and his origins a little bit too because it's kind of neat um but also like the whole line and this is a shout out to john cena john cena i think is going to be one of the shining parts of this movie like start to finish because he is peacekeeper like he dove into that that line when he's walking through the woods and he says if this beach was riddled with literally a thousand dicks and i had to and i had to suck them in order for freedom i would do it and like i thought like again he's saying that his character's saying that like seriously (laughs) but i just thought that that was like I just thought again, he's not taking himself too seriously, and he's really diving into the character, which right. is gonna, I think, really pay off in the movie. I agree. So I it, we live in interesting times when The Rock is leading one DC venture and the John Cena is leading the point. other. I it's mean, it's just point. it's it's just very interesting to me. It's very incredible. I think what's really interesting to me is I almost wish that there was this push to get some of these old WWE stars back in the day in the eighties, I really wish that they would have put more of them in movies. The mm. only one that really made it back in the day seems to be Hulk Hogan. Cause he was in, um, yeah, of different things, but I really wish we would have seen people like Rowdy Roddy Piper actually make it into a movie. I would have loved <laughs> yeah, to Jesus. have seen macho man, Randy Savage, make it into a movie. Like I would have he loved to Spider-Man. see some, um, well, I mean, Bonesaw is <laughs> always it. ready, but it took, but you know what? It took a little bit of time for him to get yeah. there. Yeah. And I think that this just goes to show that, I mean, wrestling still, despite what its viewership week to week is, and I couldn't right. tell you what those are, it has made some stars for yeah. sure. 
And oh, so, yeah. um, if you I'm go to very... Netflix, it's riddled with WWE. The big show yeah, has a TV mm-hmm. show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, W wrestling is a part of everybody's childhood and oh, for still sure. is. And I think forever will be. I don't think there'll ever be a point where you'll see wrestling is canceled. Like right. it'll be just around forever. It'll I just change. think it's, it's interesting. It'll yeah. change, but it's, it's just interesting. But well, I'm uh, very excited about the, um, I'm very yeah. excited about the movie. I thought the trailer was really good. And I thought John Cena is going to be a shining element. I think the interaction between um, Peacekeeper and Bloodsport is going to be really funny and, and fun mm-hmm. to watch. So I'm just, again, I think that this movie has a lot of pop promise and a little, and a lot of potential that I'm excited to see play out. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for it. And, and it's, it's coming to HBO max day one. Like it just, it, it checks all the boxes. Of course I'm going to watch it. (laughs) Right. I did not know that. I did not know it was coming to HBO max. Yeah. Yeah. This is HBO max. It'll, it'll be there the day it premieres and they will promptly track it by how many uh, (laughs) sky TVs are connected (laughs) to the cloud. (laughs) I think what's, I think another thing that's interesting is um, where DC has an advantage is their rated R properties. Because mm-hmm, yep. Marvel has not stepped into not yet. that field yet until they get to Deadpool, we know for sure. Yeah. But even they're talking about Blade is going to be PG-13. Mm-hmm. And the closest thing we got to that Marvel property that was successful was Daredevil, Punisher, mm-hmm. all those shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it oh, showed yeah. that it works and there is adult formatting that for sure that yep. they could provide. But DC is just like, no, go do a Joker film and no, go yep. do a Suicide mm-hmm. yep. Squad film. And this, oh, even the Snyder Cut was rated R too as well. Like, yeah. And and we as adults, I think, like that. We, we I think oh, we enjoy sure. that to have like this darker tone that everything isn't going to be so pretty, pretty bow and all that shit. Like, it's not a happy ending every time. Cap doesn't get to grow old. Sometimes motherfuckers die. Right, yeah. And I and I think the brutality is there too. And I completely agree with you, Marcus. Seeing something rated R and just letting Look somebody die is just perfect. <laughs> I have there's a lot of thoughts just hearing you all talk about like, yeah, I want a rated R superhero movie. I don't want to see these people be happy. I want to see some blood, and I want to I want to yeah. see these things I grew up with. But I want to messed up. I, yeah. And, but what's fu- I'm laughing because it's like yeah I'm kind of the same I yeah like I'm I also kind of feel that way too so like I can't I can't make fun of these guys because I'm feeling the same way too and my point being is that I think you make a great point Doug is that Guardians of the Galaxy it is the same energy yeah. and I am yeah. not ashamed to say like yeah make it Guardians but instead it's Suicide Squad rated mm-hmm. R day one ticket or yeah, stream or whatever terrestrial TV like yes I'm happy yeah Sky TV watch that Can I'll buy one. Can Just we please not make Sky TV and terrestrial TV uh, a <laughs> vocabulary? That's the I think it's if you I think it's kind of like I think it's kind of like the fifth element. If you put a sky TV in your basement and an earth TV in your kitchen and a uh, water TV in your man cave and a fire and TV. a terrestrial TV in your bedroom. Fire t- and the fire um, TV. You got the avatar of the last airbender. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah you're you're set. Um yeah, HBO Max, I, I hope y'all know how stupid you fucking sound. That's <laughs> fine. I'm comfortable with it. Um, I, no, I said HBO Max. Oh, either way, they sound stupid. That's fine. Jeez. I'm also fine with me sounding stupid. Brian, to your point about not feeling bad about getting a superhero movie where people die, that, just really quickly, Captain America throws a hunk of metal at, at people, yes, and you does. mean to tell me he's not breaking noses or accidentally cutting he- heads off? Here's the thing. You have to understand that Marvel is always playing by G.I. Joe rules unless Mm. it is explicitly stated, unless it is a long pause on a person's body and they're like having a monologue. Uh. Then, you know, they're a goner. Um, But for the most part, they play by G.I. Joe rules. And and that's yeah, 
I, I mean, pretty much. That's interesting. I've never heard that term before. And maybe uh, th- that's my opinion. <laughs> and maybe Stephanie, Hi- maybe Stephanie Williams can do this for me. A cartoon Stephanie. where, where Captain America throws a shield, it hits somebody. He's like, "Oh shit, are you <laughs> all right?" Like, <laughs> just like falling. Like, I did not know mm-hmm. that was gonna happen. I mean, and he looks over at Sam. He's like, "Can you believe that that happened?" And Sam's like, "Don't count me into this. I'll mm-hmm. go to jail, and you'll be fine." Like it'll yeah. be a whole, it'd be a very it, funny, it'd be a very my, funny exchange. My privilege, privilege. Um, I, I also think it's well when you say that the blip was not a pretty experience because there was motherfuckers no. on a plane when the blip no. happened. So when they came back, no. they didn't come back on the ground. These motherfuckers f- was falling from the sky. Yeah, there was a very funny TikTok about another scenario that I was oh, crying Jesus. laughing about. I won't go into it now. No, but, let's not. Um, Let, let's not anyway, Marcus, why don't you shift us over Jesus. to your next piece of news? All right. Well, word on the street is uh, people from Luca, the Pixar movie is pissed. That's, they I are, heard they the are, same. They not they happy at all. Pissed. Um, according to a tweet from former THR editor Matthew Baloney, um, Monday after the reporter said he had spoken to certain sources within the production house, um, according to Baloney, these sources say Disney's decision to skip theater and premiere access is having a negative effect on employees. And this is the tweet, gentlemen, um, and family, and films and black and white family. Um, just talk to a Pixar friend who says Luca and Soul movies, uh, Soul moves to Disney Plus have been demoralizing for employees. Had, um, and in quotation, it says, forget theaters. We're not even good enough for an upcharge. So Ugh. for those that don't know, Luca was a movie that was supposed to premiere in the theater. Pixar, um, they feel demoralized after this is the second movie that is a diverse movie yep. that has skipped and gone straight to theaters and not even been charged for the $30 oh, upcharge yeah, like Raya the Dragon. So, hmm. yeah, I get it. I mean, I if it were me and I had spent the better part of two years in the middle of a pandemic working on an animated feature, yeah. and you're just going to dump that on your streaming service right out the jump, and you're not even going to think about it, yep, I would be absolutely pissed as well. Especially yeah. when you just did Black Widow as an upcharge, Mulan right. was an upcharge, Raya the Dragon was an upcharge. So how mm-hmm. do you decide who make, I guess the, the question is, Let's not think about the diversity of these movies. Let's think about just an overall mm-hmm. decision. Who yeah. makes the, the the final call as to what gets an upcharge and what does not? Does that mean you don't believe in this movie that it could get the thirty dollar call or what? Right. I, or do you have or is Disney setting a quota on how many upcharge movies yes. that they're going to release annually? Where mm-hmm. it's like, well, we can only do six otherwise, <laughs> and we know that yeah, we know that these three are going to do it. So I wonder mm-hmm. if there's something on that end too, but. That's a great point, Marcus. Like, that's a very good point. And I think that, I think this is a good time to bring in the point that I, let me find the right way to say this. So essentially, mm-hmm. if you're keeping, if you're keeping track as you're listening to this, Soul what went straight to Disney Plus. There was yep. no upcharge yep. and Mulan was a charge, mm-hmm. uh, was the, th- was the start of the $30 charge. Raya was a $30 charge. Mm-hmm. And then now Luca will not be a charge, but Cruella and Black Widow mm. will be. And I guess for me, I guess it's surprising to me that Disney isn't being consistent because I feel like right. they had an opportunity here. Not saying this is what I would want, but as a company, they had an opportunity to just be like, hey, all the movies that are coming out, it's just 30 bucks. Like, just give us 30 bucks. You can watch it on streaming. Otherwise, it'll come six months later. Mm-hmm. And they could have been done with it. I think it's yeah. really weird that they're going to just pick some and not others right? and mm-hmm. not charge some and then charge 
others. And I do feel like it's really hard for me to kind of walk away from the topic of like, it's kind of weird that like some of these movies, like these movies are like folks of color, like mm-hmm. and how they're focusing on stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I, I don't have the right, I, I probably need to think on it a little bit more to speak more intelligently about it. But it does seem strange that like now from this point, like the two white lady movies, those those you have to pay 30 bucks for. Mm-hmm. But Luca, no, no, no. You get but that. You, I don't know. I would agree the, with that. It but you get Mulan. Mulan sure. is diversity. Okay. You're right. So then you charge that one. And then what was the second film to get the 30? Raya and the Last Dragon yeah. is diversity. Mm-hmm. So do you. Is it a is it a is it a diversity quota? Did, does somebody not have a plan? Because that's what it felt like with Black Widow <laughs> that they just didn't know what they wanted to put out. Are these oh, movies yeah. colliding? Do they have another movie that aligns with that release date that right. they just want to be like this one's free, but this one you're going to charge because we want your money for this one first? And well, go, go ahead, Doug. Uh, what I was going to say is it's just it's suspicious across the board. Like it's just and and I think what's going to end up happening is. They're going to re- I think they don't know. I'm going to I'm going to accuse them of something. I don't think they know <laughs> what to charge. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you. I think that I don't think there's any deeper meaning. I think they have a dartboard on their wall and they're like, all right, which one's going to get the upcharge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on the last dragon, everybody. That's that's what yeah. it's going to be. And I think that they literally do darts to figure out what the thirty dollar charge is going to be, because otherwise there would be a consistent idea, because to be honest with you, Luca looks like something that could be one of those sneaky Oscar contenders. Oh, absolutely. based on the very trailer. possible, very well. And possible. you're not going to charge for that. And well, again, Soul, Soul did the same thing. I mean, absolutely. Soul was a lot more successful and it beat out Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman when it came to streaming. Right. But you didn't charge for that one. No. So for me, I'm sitting here going like something's, something's off. And I, it, the only thing you can say is they don't know what to do and they are basing it on some unknown they based it on a book they read in 1955 and they're like, this is just what Disney did back in the day. So we're just doing the same thing and it's not going to make any sense for modern times. Well, and I, just a quick note, like, you know, it's Maya Rudolph. That's like where I'm drawing this from. So Maya mm-hmm. Rudolph is one of the leads in this. The The quick summary of Luca here is that on the Italian Riviera, an unlikely but strong friendship grows between a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human. So like, you know, it's just one of these things of like, it also talks to like, is it is it animated getting like not that $30 upcharge either? I, I don't know. is out. Right? Yeah, like, right. so it's just... It's yeah, it could be as simple as they don't have a plan and they just looked at a calendar and they're like this one and then that that other one over there. That's the, interesting. The live action ones make sense because those are probably higher budgets based that they have sets and then you have like so many support people that you have to pay and get an upcharge for. That makes sense. I I don't I don't dispute that but at all. What doesn't make sense is to do soul no charge, Raya <laughs> charge, Luca no charge that doesn't make any other sense and maybe it's the economics of it is that when my ryan the last dragon came out there was nothing else that disney had a demand so maybe it was just supply demand and they thought there's a demand for something fresh and new so we'll we'll pitch this out because i believe if i'm not mistaken raya came out right after wandavision ended yeah this is the same weekend i want to say right so they they needed something to catch people's attention yeah. They want to keep them on the Disney Plus app. So you give them Raya and the Last Dragon 
as yep. a premiere content. Mm-hmm. And you stick around for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So then you, after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> give somebody to hold you over to Luke. Cruella. Yeah. Cruella to Cruella. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Y'all don't know. Okay, so all of this is what I'm getting so far from the news that we got, y'all, is that they have not conquered the streaming number game Mm-mm. or the streaming service game. Yeah. They as long as okay, as long as we've been in existence and around, and I know some of this stuff kicked off in the middle of the pandemic, and that's yep. cool and that's fine. But now is the time you have to get your ducks in order. People oh, are going, sure. you're you're talking about subscribers. We live in a subscriber-based world. People are paying money for this stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's a dangerous game you play if like no, you're not gonna be able to please everybody. No, fuck no. But also you need to show some type of consistency or what your pattern is, not only for the people paying, but the people working on the project. The time that they put in and telling people, I'm going to be in the theater. This is going to be my first theater premiere. That's a great point. And then you just get put on Disney Plus as a back burner option and don't even get the $30 release. That's fucked up. It is. And think about and think about the movie industry overall. I mean, remember, like we talked to Adam Egypt Mortimer, and he said that right when he was finishing up, like right when they got into post with Arch Enemy, he had to do all of his Mm -hmm. editing via Zoom. Mm -hmm. That means that this movie, Luca, was made entirely remotely. So think about the impact on those people to operate like that, to think that when we're on the other side of this, we'll get a real premiere to Marcus's point, and then it just doesn't come. Oh man, that's gotta feel shitty. And it's more confusing to me because it seems that a lot of folks are angling, a lot of companies are angling to release in the summer when there's more vaccines Mm -hmm. available and people can feel safe going back to movie theaters. So you would think... June 18th, you would put the $30 on it so you'd get more people to the theater at least a little bit. And it just, it feels like they just kind of like threw their hands up in the air and they're like, whatever. (laughs) It's, it's, I don't know. It's very confusing to me. Interesting discussion. It's like having a favorite, that's like having a favorite child. Yeah. That means moving forward, you're like, these movies that go to theaters are my favorites. And the ones that go to Disney Plus that are not premiere access, we maybe didn't believe in you as much. And that's going to yeah. be fucked up. I, yeah. No, I agree. It, and it I is. think it, yeah, I think it all goes to what you're talking about, Marcus, and how it links back to what we were talking about with downloads and sessions. Mm-hmm. Like, is Luca now just being used as this thing so that someone gets mm-hmm. a, a session or yeah. a view? Yeah. It, right. it, yeah. I think, I think that if Disney's competitors like DreamWorks and other animated services are smart, once Luca comes out, they're going to have emails primed and ready for these artists who rendered it and mm-hmm. produced it and did all the graphics for it. They're going to say, hey, how you got treated was shitty. Come work <laughs> for us. We promise it won't happen. I mean, if I'm if I'm smart, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to headhunt these people because it's like we're not going to treat you like that big multi-billion dollar conglomeration <laughs> is. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and snipe some folks. So one more Maybe. thing. What's interesting for me is this idea that Netflix does not have a premiere access or same day release. Yeah. It's a capability. So yeah, either they pay the people a pretty penny up front to then release the movie for free for the people. Because if I'm operating like an event, like a plan, like I'm planning an event, Mm -hmm. it's you bring some people in and you, you, how do I word this? Like I'm going to pay the money up front. Like we talked about subsidizing, right? I pay the money up front for a cheaper cost to the people that are, that are actually at the event and are using the services like the barbershop. Like, like we, mm-hmm. let's say we like 
on a private sure. contract and then the barbershop says okay we'll pay you two hundred dollars up front for the private contract but you only get to charge the students five dollars for a haircut right right okay netflix doesn't have that they don't no, have this no. ability so either it's coming or what I, right. I, honestly, I think Netflix has such a head start on both HBO Max and Disney that yeah. they they have a ton of money and they can they don't they can do this and not even have to worry about it. They also if you look at the movies Netflix releases, it is they're not doing as many blockbusters, you no. know, like Six Underground is really the last or like Triple Frontier. Those are like the two last movies I can remember that were like these traditional action blockbusters. Yeah. And we just don't have that as much anymore from mm-hmm. Netflix. And it feels like they're getting nestled into this, you know, really easy space of, hey, this is going to be a average to good action comedy or average to good drama series Mm -hmm. or horror um it's not gonna like but you know it's not gonna blow the roof off your doors or whatever right but i I mean like it's gonna be good enough for you to keep your subscription like i feel like that's where they're nestled in where disney plus is like hey avengers movies but you get an hour of one each weekend sign up now you know like i feel like that's yeah what's happening right now it's it definitely it's definitely Disney is Disney and others. And I would even say HBO Max is willing to throw the money at anything to compete with net what Netflix has built, because yep. you're right. Netflix is just consistent enough. Oh, yeah. To keep you coming back week in and week out. I mean, like dead to me that that series, they were nominated for Emmys, too. Like, I enjoy it. And it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's like the best thing I've ever seen, but it's engaging and it keeps me coming mm-hmm. back. And I've, I've never thought like, all right, I'll cancel my Netflix now. Like, no, there's a ton of stuff on there. I still want to watch. That's, That's in the true. average to good category. True. Netflix definitely has the Godfather approach was like, just when I think I'm done and I'm going to hit cancel because they raised it by a dollar fifty. They dropped some documentary that Britney's like, yep, I love this. I'm like, so. <laughs> So anyway, um, well, it's good news item. Thanks for letting us. Oh, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Um, Brian, what do you got for your second piece of news? Yeah. So I was going to talk about Black Widow, but I feel like we covered it like with our last piece of news. So I'm just going to skip that. I am instead your resident Star Wars news reporter. Yes, sir. Reporting from Alderaan, Brian Roush. Not from Alderaan. How how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I had family on Alderaan. <laughs> it's too soon. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. It's a space wizard movie. In any case, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, the show released their cast list, and Disney Plus knew exactly what they were doing. They just tweeted an image of the cast, and everybody oh, yeah. started talking about it. So we're. I'll just run down like the really uh, the basically the big headliner items here. Uh, obviously, we have Hayden Christensen returning. We have um, the man himself, Ewan McGregor, coming back. Uh, some of these we already knew. The the big ones here are Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace, uh, and they are coming back as Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. They for were sure, also sure. in Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Uh, so it'll be fun to see them again. Uh, we've also got some new folks. Moses Ingram, Camille Nanjiani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend. I, I mean, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, 
Simone Castle and Benny Safty. And if you know some of those names and you're like trying hard to like place them, I'm going to help you. So uh, Kamel Nijani, he is going to be in the Eternals. You'll My know favorite. Him from I could listen Valley. to you pronounce four names all day, Brian. Oh, shucks. I, I try. I'm trying really <laughs> hard. You're trying names so hard. Cool. And I just I, I say that not to make fun of you, but just to be like a shout out, like I could just see you're just trying to get it right to just do right by people. But you see it and you're like, oh, shit, I think I know it. Hey. But Let's give it a shot. So I, <laughs> props to you, Brian. I, I try my best and I'm happy to be corrected. I think the other one here that I'm going to speak on here is Indira Varma. A lot of people have had a lot of theories of how she got cast and who she's supposed to be. And this kind of gives credence to the idea that there's going to be a lot of flashbacks with the Obi-Wan series, especially mm. with especially with Hayden Christensen involved. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of folks might think she is Satine and she's from the Clone Wars series. Mm. She's in a few episodes. Please don't feel like you have to watch all of the Clone Wars to enjoy okay. Obi-Wan. Please don't do that. I Please just <laughs> you don't save yourself to some time. I think he's asking you like, no, please don't. Don't like honestly, just Google the episodes she's in and you'll be fine. Brian uh, had a Clone great Wars Instagram a live show. about it. He'll give you tons of reasons why you don't have to watch yeah. that. I, I, yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan and I watch the Clone Wars and even I'm like, what am I watching? In any case, uh, the other thing here that I'll touch on, we actually don't know what a lot of these people are going to be mm -hmm. doing. I feel like that's the bigger news is mm -hmm. that there's a lot of folks here that they're going to be new characters or we think they're going to be new characters or they're maybe going to be in the flashback. So in any case, this thing is weighted with talent. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Doug and Marcus, was there anything here that, that jumped out to you? Anything you're excited about? Yeah, I'm going to tell you why I was laughing. I'm trying to figure out why the fuck Ice Cube is in this movie. Um, <laughs> well, it's O'Shea Jackson, but I was trying to figure out why, what role is he going to play? Like, oh, sure. Here's yeah. what I imagine. Everybody cast it, gets a lightsaber. So I'm imagining Ice Cube yes. with a yeah. lightsaber. So well, I, would like to see I, I guess I'm just I'm, I'm really excited about this show, though, um, yeah. because I mean, to have Hayden Christensen come back and I think he's playing Darth Vader. He's actually going to play Darth Vader or, you know, is this pre is this Anakin prior to become who knows, right. really? But I think Obi-Wan has always been one of my favorite Jedi because he seemed to be the most balanced of them all. For when sure. it comes to you know everything you go back and look at the western space cowboy story of star wars and like he had the balance of it all so yeah. i you know i'm really excited to see the story and see where it goes and it seems like you know mcgregor has really been working out and really preparing himself for this role i mean this thing is gonna if if it's gonna be as physical as i think it is i think mm -hmm. we're in for a treat yeah i love it i, love I it. think that there was also so i think if i'm not mistaken um moses ingram Yes. posted a tweet where she was get, she basically said like i'm really excited to play around play around with lightsabers i mean i feel like i saw this on ign or or somewhere oh, where they were speculating that maybe she was going to be playing one of the inquisitors which oh. works for darth vader to seek out remaining jedi and essentially oh, wipe them completely off the face of the planet um which if that's mm. the case could put darth vader and anakin on a collision course because I went like right after I got the Marvel Unlimited app, I went down yep. this rabbit hole of reading Darth Vader's comic book line where he oh, just become fresh off of the fresh off the table as Darth Vader. Um, and basically he leads the Inquisitors. Yep. And a lot of times he's, he'll look at the Inquisitors and be like, you all are incompetent and can't get this done. <laughs> so I'll go out and I'll kill this motherfucker myself. So there's a yeah. lot of times where he's doing that. So to know the bad blood between 
bad blood between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, I think that that would be really cool to be how this series like climaxes. Well, and Brian, to- Brian, oh. Oh, Brian, oh, was, correct me go, if I'm wrong, Brian. Yeah. Hayden Christensen hated his time as as Anakin. Is that correct? He, After Star Wars came out. He, he has never fondly recalled it, I think is the best way to put it. Like, he doesn't really talk a lot about enjoying it. So I'm, I, the story has to be good for him to come back, right? I, I would hope so. I, I was talking about this with a few other people on Twitter today, and I, I honestly think the idea that George Lucas not being involved may have been mm. what made mm. him come back or money. Uh, like i'll be real maybe they gave him a ton of money and he's like yeah sure whatever but i also feel like there's a large part of star wars fans that understand that george is a great writer and producer but not always the best director and if i'm hayden christensen and i went to start a farm because acting got too much because everyone did not like my performance as anakin skywalker because the director kept yelling at me faster more intense hayden like yeah, I'd want another crack at this. If we're talking about do-overs, like, yeah, I'd want another crack at it yeah. too. And I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah, like, okay. Google it. George Lucas, in an interview, said, "Well, my directing styles, I just, I just say faster, more intense." And I, and I, that's and I terrible. Get, and I, get, and I get what George I want. Is a unique character. I love him, but he is a unique character. So, see, in any case, I see where all that anger came from when he was fighting in that fucking volcano. He put, <laughs> yeah. he put George Lucas' head on Ian McGregor's body. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, he was having a water boy moment yeah. with him for sure. Yeah, um, I just wanted to jump in really quick here too. Sure. And like Obi Wan Kenobi shows up in the Rebels TV series, mm-hmm. also on Disney Plus. So, and the Inquisitors do too. Like you see what the Inquisitors do. I mean, they're basically like disciples of Darth Vader trying to seek out all the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this could be a really good like connective tissue with the Rebels TV show, which I really enjoy. Uh, and I'll leave that there. Fantastic. Okay. That's great news. Thanks, Brian. Brian. I'm sure to see how that looks. Thanks for thanks for reporting from whatever planet you feel safest <laughs> reporting from. Not Alderaan. Um, <laughs> uh, my second piece of news is uh, hot off the press. Um, it was announced today that one Russell Crowe will be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe by joining Thor: Love and Thunder, <laughs> and there is a shitload of speculation as to who he could be playing in this particular movie um his role has not been announced it's relatively secretive um but there are a couple angles that are interesting to note so the first is is that um matt damon has announced that he's coming back to replies his role to kind of sum up the events of the previous two thor movies there's also i believe melissa mccarthy was either rumored or kind of semi-confirmed it's helena playing. no she confirmed so, helena. Is she confirmed really? as playing mm-hmm. um hella in this reenactment of what happens in thor oh ragnarok gosh, so there it could be that uh russell crowe is playing is having fun and playing somebody else um, in this sort of like reenactment of what's going to happen, which could be really interesting. There's also some elements of like, so we know that Christian Bale is going to be playing Gore, the God butcher. Mm-hmm. There's also some rumors about like who he, who Russell Crowe could be playing on that end as long story short of Gore, the God butcher. So Gore right. becomes to resent all gods because he's on this planet and he keeps praying to his gods and his family keeps saying play pray to your gods they'll take care of you and then his family dies then his wife dies then his kid dies and basically he's like 
fuck these gods. And so he figures out a way to go back in time and just starts slaughtering every deity from the Marvel universe from the beginning of time onward, like, and essentially just one by one, just sort of picking them off. Um, and it's a back, it's a time travel movie, but the way in which that the, that Thor is able to do that is his younger version and his older version collide in the same timeline where all three of them attack Gore together and prevent his wow. uh, God bomb from wiping out all of the deities across the universe. So, oh, okay. There is some rumor and some, maybe some thought to he's playing the older version of Thor. That could be sounds cool. like a four hour movie. It, it does. And I gave you a lot and I, I, I read it because I thought he was an interesting character. So I went mm -hmm. like deep into the wool weeds and I pulled from it knowing Marvel, it'll be inspired by the source material, but not a direct right. quote too. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot, lot of different things, but also knowing that like Natalie Portman is in it and playing a version mm -hmm. of Thor. So maybe it's beta Ray bill and beta Ray bills playing a Thor. Oh, and this is boy. Russell Crowe. Um, but gentlemen, yeah, I'm just curious your thoughts on this particular announcement. I'm scarred. I got PTSD from uh, WandaVision from giving too many damn theories. <laughs> so I'm going to just say, great job to Sausage Finger Russell Crowe. I mean, I don't I know if you're going to be... Unhinged Russell Crowe, whatever I... it is. I hope <laughs> it's an unhinged Russell Crowe. <laughs> Please be a unhinged Russell Crowe. Uh, so, but I, I feel like Either he's Jorel. Russell Crowe has done a lot of different roles. Um, yeah. He can. He has a wide. I think he's. It's kind of hard to pinpoint the exact character he's going to play because of his 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 versatility. And mm -hmm. so, congratulations on getting that Marvel bag. I know he's got to be <laughs> super super quiet about the shit that he's got to do. But I'm done speculating. That's fair. Um, I think that WandaVision has got me scarred on trying to get my hopes up. I did send a group uh, a message to the group chat that as soon as Doug sent the announcement, I said Mephisto just to be funny. Um, <laughs> and, then, and the other funny thing is that when that posted the the page we follow, which is I think like Heroes Unlimited on Instagram, mm -hmm. someone commented like the first comment was Mephisto. Like yeah. I think it's just yeah. that I think there are a lot of people who are feeling burned from the mm -hmm. um, WandaVision spoilers mm -hmm. or what have you. So I don't think you're wrong there. I'm good, but the I think what they do. Division were the friends we made along the way. Everybody, that's true. That's okay. true. I do okay. think I... they're probably thinking that they can do this on the cheap because Russell Crowe only needs a butter knife and a coffee cup to do any type of damage. Oh, so they're like, whatever he's in, we can just give him those two things. That movie unhinged. That was rough. That was rough. Do you think someone at Marvel watched Unhinged and was like, "Get Russell Crowe <laughs> on the phone right now"? Like, we have the part for him. I mean, that's the last body of work that he right? has. Right? right. I mean, he, unless he they were like punch a woman in the face, and somebody was like, "That's the guy I need." That's it. That right this, there. This, this is the one. Just like get his agent on the phone right now. <laughs> this is this is the one. The guy who said you're gonna learn what a bad fucking day is. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> you're gonna, you're yep. gonna Russell. That, that was not. That was a little rough to watch. Either that, buddy. or somebody was like, "I wonder what's on TNT today." Oh shit, they're showing Gladiator. <laughs> get yeah. Russell Crowe on the phone. Yeah, like, pretty much. Just pretty like much. excited about it. I, but, honestly for something like this I, i'm open to whatever i, oh, I like sure. i'm kind of like marcus i'm not i'm not making any bold predictions i think that i <laughs> i'm glad that you laid out the context of the god butcher that christian yeah. bale that will that mm -hmm. he will be playing it kind of sounds like job in like the old testament but mm -hmm. he, like Basically. instead of like understanding why god did everything he got mad and invented time travel <laughs> um so i think that's a cool take on that story um but it's into the theaters russell crowe as job uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Chris, yeah christian bale just losing it in any case i i, I don't know i 
this movie honestly i have so much goodwill towards this movie it's just like sure, oh, for sure yeah like keep adding on layers i don't care like i trust this team yeah and if they think russell crowe's the right fit like okay cool that's like, fine let's see yeah. what you make i love Un- it unpopular opinion i what? can I, can we get a little bit more of a serious thor movie um the last one just felt really but super light it's like they that. shifted from the elf thing <laughs> to super comedic and and lighthearted okay. but Marcus, i just feel we like have the dark world though that's your super serious that's your super I, serious movie i mean yeah but yeah <laughs> i mean i think it's like i think what happened is disney yeah. this is this is disney yeah. execs all right good job kenneth thor we were worried about it kenneth. but you but you killed it man what do you got for us next okay picture this he's fighting elves all right let's see what happens and then they yeah. saw the reviews and people were like no less of that <laughs> the opposite of that we don't want that at all like they just like completely went in the other direction damn but hey shout out to the team man yeah for sure hey yeah marcus last piece of news for you today sir it ain't even gonna take me long so listen you like star trek and you like william shatner guess what he turned 90 um so he's signing up (laughs) as a brand ambassador for a thing called Storyfile, a company focused on artificial intelligence so shatner will become the first person to use a new program called Storyfile, life to create an ai powered in an interactive conversational video so family friends can interact with him for years to come Short news. Uh, so basically, when he died, he wants to be talking to people after death. So, so like sign up for the Patreon. Sign up for the first tier of the Patreon, where where Marcus, in that tone of voice, will wish you happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday! You're 36. Birthday. People are gonna give you a happy book birthday. and a card. Congratulations! Because like, <laughs> when it feels like William Shatner, just one of the people that just you know, you don't be around for a minute. He's been around for a long. Him and Betty White just been that, around for a long. That was the most wow. unenergetic. Like fuck you for turning ninety announcement I've ever heard that in was, my life. That wasn't what it was supposed to be, but also like, at a certain point, how many happy birthdays do you got to get before you just, it's just another sentence? You know what I mean? Like, damn! Congratulations on being ninety. Good job, William Shatner. You crushed I mean, it. Congrats, Willie. dude! Like, yeah, keep yeah. rolling. You know Shouts what? Out the Willie with the Willie AI. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel incredible. That's all I got. Incredible. Uh, Brian, other pieces of news that you might have? Just real quick, uh, for those Scott Pilgrim fans, there's going to be oh, a, yeah. a, re- a 10-year, a, a 10th-year anniversary re-release of the soundtrack. And the rumor is, is that the Brie Larson cover of Black Sheep will be on that, and it will be on streaming. So if you're like me, and you pay for Spotify Premium, but you nope. don't have that song on Premium, nope. and you've been going to YouTube, but then YouTube has the song, but then there's two ads in front of the music video that you want to listen to. And look, YouTube, I know you're listening, and I'm going to say this loud and clear. I know you're doubling down. I know that you want me to sign up for YouTube Premium. It's nope. not going to happen. No, nope. sorry, man. I already got a premium music service. It's not going to happen. You can put as many ads in front of there as you want. Then I'll just stop using the app. Give it so, to him, Brian. Good luck. It's not going to work. You're not going to break me. I'm still going to go. I'm going to kick. I'm going to click skip ad twice because that's what I do because I'm a normal human and I'm going to listen to the song. But then guess what? I'm not going to come to YouTube because guess what? The premium music service I'm paying for. I'm just going to go over there and stop listening to your stuff in your face. YouTube premium. So just cut it out for everybody. We're, we're, you're not going to get more premium subscriptions. Stop being greedy. Just cut it out. I got kids. If I want to show them a music video, I don't want two ads. I'm just not going to watch it then. In any case, YouTube cut it out. In any case, that's my news. We're going to get, we're going to get and real, and real quick. Hey, Spotify, 
You can remind me all day the benefits of going premium. I am not going to do it. Those ads are like, they're a nice break to remind me of where I am so I don't get lost in the music. So just like Brian's not signed up for that, if you have an ad, I'm not going to watch it, but I'm also not going to pay to remove it. So just there's that. Okay, first of all, YouTube and Spotify, I pay premium for both. So fuck oh, what they talking about. This. Yeah, Listen, this sucker's on for had, both. I haven't had an ad in wow. years. Because Tell me how I the other half lives. <laughs> I when I watch a video, I directly watch the video. No ads. There is no stopping at the prime time point of a video in order to fill the pockets of the of the consumer because you know they got what? five ads lined up back to back. Spotify, I get lost in the music all the goddamn That's time, honestly, and no commercials yes. about almond milk yes. popping up in the middle of a damn what? song. I drink yes. almond milk. I I I mean I I wouldn't you know, look. All I'm saying, I mean look. Damn. I, I just, I, I want to know how the other half lives, Marcus. You're living the dream right now, man. <laughs> Brian is vicariously living through Marcus. I am. Just I, I his, absolutely like, am. He can yes. watch a video whenever he wants, and he doesn't have to hear about verb VRBO before he watches it. Honestly, it's the Grubhub ads. Like, it's Ooh, every is single Is it the Patrick time. Stewart one? Uh, no, it's like the weird claymation ones. And maybe oh. I'm revealing stuff about myself, about like what cookies I have on my ads, but it's like this weird claymation. <laughs> yeah, clean your, yeah, clean your cachet out more, Brian. I honestly, and it's like, hey, you should order Grubhub tonight, specifically Chipotle, which I do. I, I enjoy Chipotle. But every time I see it, I'm like, I'm just here to watch Brie Larson sing. Get out of my way. I don't want a burrito right now. I want to see Brie Larson sing the song. That's it. That's it. That's my news. All right. All yeah. right. You heard it here yeah. first, YouTube Premium. <laughs> Chalk up some other guy. Um, give me that. Give me the ad then. No, I'll take it. <laughs> don't you pay it? Don't give you the ad. And then they gotta charge you more, man. Don't take that ad on just to be nice to Brian. Um anyway, uh my last piece of news is Jason Statham uh dropped a new trailer where he is uh basically Jason Statham. Jason Statham. What did I say? No, no, you, he dropped them. Jason Statham dropped the movie where he's basically Jason Statham. He doesn't really change. Basically, absolutely person, accurate. Yeah, he just goes. Guy. He just goes off. Yeah. Um, and okay. it's a movie directed by Guy Ritchie, and it's particularly exciting. Oh, oh, um, it's called The Wrath of Man. Um, and it looks legit. Like I yeah. am absolutely excited for it. This is one that gets me excited because I love these movies where people just go off. Um, they just snap. I don't know why I like movies where they snap because they've been burned by something later. I really liked Man on Fire, which was Denzel Washington, where he actively blows somebody up by putting C4 up their butt. And the guy goes, please don't. He goes, I just wish you had more time. And then Denzel walks off. I'm like, yeah, you get him, Denzel. That's right. <laughs> like, that's how I those movies are right up my alley. Vengeance movies are right up my alley. And I don't know why. Um hmm. I may have I may have learned something else about myself. <laughs> right now. Uh, just, I got nervous talking right. about Chipotle <laughs> Grubhub ads. Meanwhile, Doug's like, "So, what do you guys think about vengeance? <laughs> what about TNT and booty holes? Huh? Like, wait, what? Y'all feel good about that?" Um, but this looks really good. Um, yes, it it's does. exciting because it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, Guy yeah. Ritchie directed like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. He does, did, like directed some other like um, Snatch, which is another fun movie. So I think this will be one of those um, that has some pretty cool action in it, but also is really fun too on the other end. So hmm. um, yeah, just excited about it. Thought I'd mention it. Um, and it dropped, I believe, either yesterday or today. So all right. that's all Sounds I got. Good. That's my news. Well, here, Jason, I, call somebody a dirty wanker. 
That's fine Kill with me. Honestly, um, when I watched the trailer, it's like, I really hope Jason Statham just goes down the list of like these action directors. Like, do Quentin Tarantino next. I want to see that. Like, I just, I like, just go down the list of all the action directors. I'll watch every mm-hmm. single one of them. I mean, big, you got, got me, a big man. like Jeopardy spinner in his house where yep. he just spins it and lands on the next one. Pretty much. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. That's been a lot of my alliterations of people owning complicated <laughs> game pieces in their homes tonight and well, um for those of you listening that's just where my brain's at so enjoy that uh <laughs> gentlemen anything else that we have to close out our podcast maybe what we're reading watching anything you want to plug Brian? yeah i'll start us off so i have been reading uh ready player two uh which Ooh. released earlier in november i'm about halfway through it i'm enjoying it if you liked the movie or read the first book you will probably like this book oh, that's still reading uh alphabet squadron a star wars novel there's spaceships involved in starfighters you know it's very much my jam uh and then i am on the last episode of the wire of my first time ever All right, watching Brian. so you get a review of that Oh my god! TikTok review of The Wire. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of things about it. I'll talk about it next time we talk about what we're reading and watching. And uh, I'm I'm playing. I'm also playing Super Mario 3D Bowser's Bowser's Fury. Nice. Uh, So that's where I'm at. What about like how uh, Brian passes his pastime? That seems very fun (laughs) and very relaxing. Yeah, for sure. I like my I I like my entertainment. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. But what about you all, Marcus? What do you read, watch, and what are you getting into? Uh, I got a couple new comic books. Um, so I have uh, Batman and Spawn. Um, oh. It's just more. It's not a, really a comic book. It's a it's a graphic novel. So sure. I got that kind of crossover. Um, I have a really cool Superman comic book that I picked up while I was in Omaha, and it talks about um, you know one of those things. I don't really. I go by cover. I like the cover art of oh, comic sure. books a lot. So I don't really look inside when I'm buying them. I like whatever I like on the front cover. And so this one was a run by um, Jurgens and Rubenstein of Superman. And it talks about how Superman flies over a suicide slum um, and basically how he ignores the um, bad communities, the ghettos and et cetera. And sure. it revolves around um, uh, people dying in this neighborhood and a little girl witnessing it and an assassination being attempted on her life. And then basically telling Superman, you fly right over us. You don't give a fuck about us. And he has to face that realization. And he goes and takes all the guns and melts them down. And it's, it's a thing. And it's hmm. like, Oh, wow. I didn't think anybody ever thought about oh, that's you know, really Superman flying over the little, the little places that nobody forgets about. And, you know, that, you know, everybody forgets about. So that was really interesting. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what I'm reading and watching right now. Um, watching, I, I I need to go back to watch the Snyder Cut, but um, I'm waiting for a special occasion because that's a four hour sit. It is. So I, need, so I need to do it while I got like. You didn't watch it when it was in black and white. Uh, I was not interested in the black and white version, more not specifically either. because I liked the tone and colors used. Yeah. But I see how it would be appealing to some. So oh, no, yeah, I'm not sure. going to watch it in black and white. No, it it looks like a moving 17th century painting. So like yeah. I I that's yeah. not for me. Like I'd watch it with color. <laughs> yeah, Brian. <laughs> It does. I mean, that is a good thing. Like, it's what I was like, it's fuck. Yeah. Okay. It's All right. Like, you, I, I dig it. Anything that the uh, the Noah store has come in recently? Anything you want to plug on that in there, Marcus? A store will be open soon. Uh, I keep saying that. Music will be on soon. It'll just when it come out, it'll come out. Just go hit the link in the bio. He's it, working for on now, it, folks. Sign up for the Patreon. Yeah, That's go. what I will say. Sign up for the Patreon. Help fund the little boy's dream of, of being a podcaster full time. There you go. A little boy. I am the little boy. Mind your business. Okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to be sure I wasn't being called a little boy. 
Um, because that is also this little boy's dream. Aww. And that's what I would like you to do is to sign up for the Patreon because um, we got some really cool stuff coming and dropping there. Uh, we still got holographic stickers. So if you sign up for the Patreon, we send you a handwritten thank you and uh, sticker for your uh, contribution, which we greatly appreciate. Um, what am I reading, watching? Um, yeah, I am currently finishing up um the secret wars uh back with Valley oh, world yeah. from a long time ago so i'm still catching up on that which is super cool i'm also rereading um green lanterns uh blackest night um, oh, oh. Cool. Good so, run. um i i read that a while ago and i That's really liked it um and really watching the snyder cut and other stuff kind of reminded me that i like I really liked that comic book just start to finish too. Oh my so gosh. I had to see about to get back into that. Dude, um, I could talk about that for ages. You better move on. Cause I yeah, can talk about what it I'm watching is I'm watching caught up on mm. Falcon and the winter soldier, which I really, oh, like, yeah. which is really, really good. Um, and that's really kind of it. Damn, we didn't even right. talk about that. That's no, crazy. We didn't, no, we didn't no, even no, talk no. about, we didn't even talk about that show. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, we will have to uh, potentially do a bonus about that where you can catch Ooh. that on the Patreon. Oh, so funny thing. Into those. Um, but, gentlemen, hello. It is the close of our show, and we have a very important three step process uh, for success in your life. And, and, Brian, I'd like to kick it down to you to start our first step. Hey folks, it's Brian. You know me from the Films in Black and White podcast. You've probably heard me talk for the past hour or so. And I'm here to tell you, read just anything, anything that you can read. Just read it. It's good for you. Your brain will be happy and you will be happy. That's true. Very good, good stuff. Point. He's right. You do got to read. Marcus, what's our yeah. second step? Good. Second step, drink some water. Okay. That's While true. you're reading, pick up a nice glass of water. Well, you don't need no more. you piss is dark enough okay it's true drink water drink water you can't listen listen to this love song that sounds like water okay that, that sounds like water okay so drink water and people what do i have to tell you today it was 80 in south dakota and i think that had i made different life choices the way people experience me would be very different um i might have a certain stench following me around like a like a weird offensive tail that nobody can see um and it's just important that you get up in it and wash your ass just grab that soap grab that cloth and just get up in it because when it's 80 people are gonna notice you want to make love in the club you're not making love anywhere if you don't wash your ass so just hygiene is important and make sure you take care of yourself uh and people take care of you if you pick up on what i'm laying down um that does it for this week's episode of films in black and white we will be back next week with a movie review um uh, we are covering godzilla versus kong for next week's episode um in the meantime stay safe stay healthy and we will catch y'all next week